Welcome to the Relationship as Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Lee, outdoor adventure enthusiast, dog mom to Luna, world traveler, longtime meditator, espresso lover, and a trained somatic psychotherapist, trauma specialist, and certified coach. Talking about trauma doesn't have to be so daunting. From a connected place, we can navigate anything together. Looking forward to exploring with you today. Here we go. So good to be here with you all for today's solo podcast. I don't know if you'll get a chance to hear the background sound, but it is pouring rain outside and snow. I've been here in this just incredible vacation rental house for a month now, to my surprise. My house uh, had a flood, and so I've been getting construction, all new kitchen floors and cabinets and all sorts of things, and get to be here in one of my favorite places in the world, on the upper Deschutes River in Lapine, Oregon, which is about 45 minutes south of where I live. And there's something really special about getting to be pretty close to home, but not at home. There's a way that the newness helps me really sink into what's here and now and often all around me. But feeling like I'm on vacation has got me taking in the environment and landscape uh, in such a nourishing way. Almost 20 years ago, or actually more than 20 years ago, (laughs) I was a river guide on this stretch of river. This is a really calm stretch for the most part. And so we would take clients down the river in canoes and kayaks. We take them for four or six hours, stop, make them a picnic, enjoy the view. And so this place has a really deeply special place in my heart. It always brings me back to what feels most important and what matters so much. As I've been walking slowly in the woods here, day after day, Luna and I walk about three times a day, at least. (laughs) I've been finding it striking how so much of what I knew in my 20s is coming back to visit me now. Like there were some really strong truths about who I was and how I lived that I wandered away from, that I find myself returning home to. I used to own a house just down the street from here and have always felt so sad about letting that house go uh, to move into town. And I'm remembering now, I'm remembering so much about why I thrive out in the woods, away from all of the peopling and the social things and the shoulds and the to-dos and the busyness that can be so easy for me to fall into. And so I'm just grateful 
that I've gotten a chance to do some remembering on my walks of who I am, what my essence is, and what feels like my North Star. And it's so cool to see that there has been a common thread every step of the way. What I want to talk about today is more of this, (laughs) more of the remembering of who we are and what our essence is and what's important, what matters, about how we find our own rhythms and resources, places and things and ways of being that wholeheartedly support us, our nervous systems, our lives and our purposes and our healing. I want to talk about the weeks off that I take each month. So much happens on these weeks off when I can do them intentionally, which is quite often actually. I've hesitated to share about them because a part of me figures, eh, why would anyone else care (laughs) if that's not how their lives are set up? But more than anything, it, I tell myself the story that there's an element of privilege needed to be able to work the first three weeks of each month and then take the rest of the month off, which sometimes is one week and a few times of the year, it's two weeks. And what I would say to myself in that, <laughs> if I could love myself through that hesitation is one, the reminder of what it took to get here, all of the burnout and the exhaustion and the actual reason I created this structure for myself. It was out of absolute necessity to be able to show up with as much integrity as I have for my clients with as much presence as I have. I would also say that we get to show up in life and work and find rhythms and ways of being that support us. And oftentimes the cultural expectations and ways of being, i.e. hustle culture, (laughs) being one of them, is not always in the highest service of us and it doesn't always direct us to where we need to go and want to be. And so I offer this as an experiment I have taken for myself and to share with you how it has gone, what I have learned. I learned so much on these weeks. And in my commitment to being in anti-hustle culture and to really living with my own nervous system needs and rhythms of my body and its needs and my heart and what she needs is that I have to find trust and faith in that a structure that feels nourishing and delicious for my mind, heart, body, and nervous system, that it could feel abundant, that I could actually make more than enough money to support that, and that I can work aligned with my values and 
just because I'm not doing the 40, 50, 60 hour a week hustle as an entrepreneur (laughs) or a human being doesn't mean that I'm taking anything for granted. It doesn't mean that I am above it all. It doesn't mean actually uh, that my relationship to finances and money are any different than they would be otherwise. What it does mean is that I get to be with all of this in a much more mindful way. It helps me slow down enough to heal and grow and be with some of the edges that arise around, can I really have this? Am I worthy of this? Am I successful enough for this? Am I too successful? How will I be perceived? What do others think of me? (laughs) It helps me work with the things that arise that I might miss if I was moving too quickly and tend to things compassionately and kindly. These weeks off are so incredible and sometimes they are not what you think they will be. (laughs) So many people congratulate me and say, oh, I know that you do this. I've shaped my business like this, hearing that you do this. Or, wow, I wish I could do that. That's really inspiring. And something that I think people don't imagine happens still after years of doing this is that I go through a bit of a tunnel in the first mm, two to three days of anxiety. I go through fear that... um, I might be somehow losing money for my business or income. That I that I go into not enough spirals. I'm not doing enough. I'm not making enough. If I was less lazy, because taking a week off is lazy. These are all stories I tell myself. If I was less X, Y, and Z, I could be more X, Y, and Z. I could have more. Because I'm so committed to this structure because I have seen how much it serves me again and again. There are even times when my bank account has been at zero and I have still taken the week. I know what you might be thinking. Oh my gosh, that sounds terrifying. (laughs) Oh my goodness, that sounds stupid. Oh wow, that's really brave. Whatever it is. The reason I do that is because I have never experienced going through that tunnel of fear, anxiety, and terror with the bank account at zero and the budget in chaos because I've spent too much on my business this month or that um, and not had the income to equal the expenses. You know the, you know the drill as an entrepreneur. <laughs> Every time. It has given me the ability to pause, to investigate what's really going on here, to turn my heart and my business in the direction of my North Star again and again. What would I love to have happen? What is the impact on the world I'm going for? What is happening in my relationship to money that I'm spending more than I'm making? What is happening in my relationship to my entire 
past around scarcity and living right there on that edge of survival. When I take that time and I slow down and I only do two or three things a day, I have a lot of time to put one foot in front of the other on the earth and listen. I surrender to listening to the messages I receive with each step. I feel the panic as I look up and around at the trees. I sit by the river as my heart is going quite fast and my stomach is gnawing in those first few days. And I ask for help. I ask to be led to my highest purpose and supported in that direction. And I listen. Where have I gotten lost? How is this current struggle serving me? Where would I like to go from here? These weeks help me remove all of the extra. All of the things on the to-do list that were there before I go off of technology tend to get culled away significantly. As I take this week to listen. When I return to that to-do list, maybe 10% of it I realize actually needs to get done. It's actually aligned with my highest heart's purpose, with the thriving of my business, with my values. I can get lost in the hustle too. In the 25 things that we need to do for social media, in the videos here and there, the extra meditations there, how do we reach out to new potential clients? How do we plan this event we've been so excited about or retreat? And I can go fast. I sure can go fast. But I can't do that without the balance of the slow. I can do both. It's great. I have those three weeks and I have so much fun working on projects for the most part. (laughs) But then when I get to the end of those three weeks, I'm often tired of social media stuff or (laughs) tired of putting out so much love um, into everything I do and not quite sometimes seeing um, the response. You know, as a CEO, <laughs> um, we don't have anyone there going, good job. I saw you do that. I saw you do that whole launch and 12 people signed up instead of 100. I saw you pull that off and 500 people signed up. Fuck yes. You know, we don't have people doing that necessarily. If you do, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> But sometimes when I get to the end of those three weeks, I need to slow down to make space to do that for myself. To remember how hard I've been working, how much presence I've been offering out of the depths of my heart because I want to and because I love to. And I need to pause to take it all in. We often give so much when we love what we do. And we can go really fast because we're excited about what we do and we're inspired. And then sometimes it can tip over into going really fast because we're scared 
because we're not going to make it or we won't have the income we need that month. Our livelihood struggles because of the ebbs and flows of what it is to be a wellness entrepreneur, a coach, therapist, whatever it is as a business owner. And what I've learned over 17 years longer of running a business is that that is the most normal part of running a business. There are months of incredible growth, income-wise and otherwise, and there are months of stagnancy and there are months of depletion. And those of us who make it are those who have figured out how to stay steady amidst the storms. How to be with ourselves when we're scared, when we have gone over with our budgets, when people aren't signing up like they used to because they're scared of a recession, because we're exhausted or going through a health crisis and we don't have the energy to put out that we used to. It's in those moments where we actually need to pause and remember (sighs) to lean into the earth, into our support, inside and out. That even if it doesn't feel okay, something has to be okay. That we're being guided, we're being led by our hearts and maybe something bigger I really, really believe that when we're aligned with our hearts, our spirit, our souls, and that we give them space to breathe, that we will thrive. We do thrive. And it comes in cycles and spirals. And one of the biggest (laughs) impediments to being able to follow that call and listen deeply making the little tweaks every step of the way to stay on track, just like a ship following the stars and the sea at night. Just those little corrections. The biggest impediment to that are the giant pivots. (laughs) They are the comparing mind the over-scrolling on social media, seeing what everyone else is doing and shifting what we're doing based on that. I get stuck in that too. I really do. And so when I give myself this time each month, one of the biggest things I can do for myself, I literally take all the social medias off of my phone. I don't check them on my computer so that I can quiet the noise and come back to what's real for me. How do I want to put the word out there about this beautiful work that my business does, that I offer? How do I want to connect with people? What's the essence of me and who are these people that might feel supported by the incredible work that I love offering in the world? When we can hear ourselves in this way, we become unstoppable. We can co-create with 
universe, God, goddess, the earth, money, whatever it is, community. My mind goes so fast. It is brilliant. (laughs) It can ping pong around, try to conquer 17 projects at the same time. I used to pride myself at being a great multitasker. But if I'm really honest, when I can allow myself to do one thing at a time and really give myself to it, like walking on the earth, one foot at a time, without my phone on me, something happens. I take that all back into my work and something happens there too every single time. These weeks off to some people might feel like, oh, that's a lost week of income. In fact, that's more than 14 weeks of lost income in a year. Plus the extra time I take off for actual vacation or retreats or trainings. (laughs) My goodness, look at all of that lost income. And for me, I say, oh my goodness, what have I gained? On these weeks off, my inner child, all of my inner children, my teenager, my 20s, those parts of me that didn't get nourishment back then because I couldn't be present. I was really anxious and depressed and overwhelmed and always on edge, always on pins and needles. These weeks are a way I give my little ones space and time to rest, to play, to wander and feel nourished by my attention, my curiosity, my my ability to be with all the emotions, all the desires, all the needs and wants every step of the way. And when these little parts are held, then I can come back into work and life in a way that is much more quiet. (laughs) I feel held. I feel fulfilled. I feel deeply satisfied for the most part. Often when I get through those first few days of sheer terror that I'm overprivileged and lazy and not making enough money and blah, 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 not creating enough, it's just the best. It feels like a vacation every time, like a vacation I never got to have as a kid. And I'm a super introverted homebody. At this point, I've been in a cabin in the woods middle of nowhere woods for a month and I am so content. I've seen a few people, but just a few, and only the ones that really get what I'm here doing. Now, if you decide that you want to do something like this, it doesn't have to be what I'm doing. What would you love to have happen to feel really nourished and supported. Maybe it's an hour or a day. Maybe it's a week or a month or six months. Can you put it on your schedule right now? It has to be blocked out. That's the only way it works for me anyways. (laughs) 
So one funny thing I'd love to tell you about these weeks is I used to call them my I quit weeks. <laughs> my assistant at the time, Ellen, who's now a very dear friend and was then at the time too, I would get to these places where I was just overwhelmed. I was going through a really intense healing of a long-term illness. And I was really hard on myself as a perfectionist back then. And I would just get to the end of my three weeks on and things would still be coming at me. Things I needed to keep doing. I couldn't just go offline when I wanted. And I get I hit these points of major frustration because I didn't have my weeks quite set up like they are now with such strong boundaries around them. And I started calling them my I fucking quit weeks <laughs> to Ellen. And it's it really stuck. To give myself permission to quit for a week and to really consider it. I would ponder it sometimes for a whole week. Okay. I'm quitting. I'm done. And it wasn't my clients. It's never my clients. I love my clients so deeply. It's always the logistical running of the business stuff. After giving myself full permission to pretend or even imagine the reality of quitting, I have always come back ready to rock. <laughs> it's pretty fun way to just give space to try it on, to acknowledge those parts that every single one of us have that are very human, especially in a helping profession where most of us, as we went through our schools, didn't get really good training on how to run a business, market, wear the 27,000 hats we all wear. I mean, I'm a web developer, a marketer, a copywriter, a funnel expert, um, how to run a team, <laughs> how to sit deeply and presently with clients, how to shape a schedule, all these things. It's good to quit sometimes. <laughs> we really do such a good job. We do so much with such intention and heart and also trying to have a good livelihood so that we can be well supported. It can be a lot. And so I want to give you full permission to have an I quit day, an I quit week, whatever it is that you need to just reset, to come back. I have thought so many times on my week off because they bring me so much joy. I feel so full hearted and inspired. I wish you were there with me every step of the way. I'm always thinking, I want to share this with my beloved friends and colleagues and people who, who are here, you. I want you to know that there's a different way. I want to show you. I want to tell you the structure I set for myself <laughs> because I can't just let myself go I'll uh, do whatever the heck I want for a week and clear my schedule because I have learned from experience. I will be anxious the entire time and nothing will happen. And then I'll feel like I wasted the time. <laughs> um, and so I want to share that structure with you now, but also I want to tell you that I have found the place in the world that I want to bring you to show you this. 
to give you a sense of a week off. You can call it your quit week. It can be a nourishing week. It can be a spacious week, a week to meet other like-minded souls who do such deep, beautiful work that want to have a place to steady themselves, to regulate nervous systems, and just luxuriate in a beautiful place together. So I have found that place, and I'm going to tell you about it soon, after I sign the contract, so that I can tell you about it from a place of integrity. I'll do that in the next weeks or months. But I can't wait to invite you so that we can do it together. So we can revel in a week off together. And I will teach you all of the things <laughs> that I wish I could teach you. Every time I'm walking in the woods, I have these thoughts. Oh, this is how I stay present. Oh, this is how I keep it with me. This is how I remember who I am. This is how I listen to the earth. I'll share so much of that with you. But in terms of structure, I choose three things every day that I would feel great about if they were the only things that happened that day. And then all three of those things happen. They do every time because it's easy for me to do these three things. Whatever else I want to do is free space, free time to explore, wander, have fun. And depending on the week, what those three things are look like 25 minutes of yoga, 25 minutes of meditation, and an hour walk. Or maybe it's jump in the river three times, cook a nourishing meal, and read a book. Maybe it's write three pages, go for a run, or uh, do a little money ritual. It could be Sometimes, some on some of these weeks, I do devote to doing a work project if it feels super extra inspired, not because it's coming out of, I need to hustle to make this happen. But if I'm like, oh, I can't wait to work on this thing and I've been dying for some open space for it, that will be on my list of three things too. One hour of this project once a day, something like that. I set a timer for these things. I walk away from them when the timer dings to show myself that I can set boundaries and hold to them and go do something else that feels fun and playful. So try that. Try that whether you take a few hours to yourself. What's one thing that would feel wonderful? Write it down, circle it, do that thing, and then let yourself go freeform the rest of the time. And at the end, just really let yourself enjoy whatever comes from the experience. I love to hear from you how this goes for you, what questions you have, curiosities. What kinds of things do you daydream about letting yourself explore and experience when you have the time? For me, it's walking in the woods, being in a slow river, having some non-people-y time, for you, it might be the complete opposite. I'd love to know what it is. Thank you so much for your time today and for considering 
What is the most loving structure you could give yourself? What is one thing today you might just shift a little bit that could be supportive for you? I am so honored that you have been listening. Thank you. If you're inspired by these sessions, it would be good for you to know that at this rare moment in time, my practice is open for new clients in person, in Bend, Oregon, and online. There are a couple of different types of sessions for support, for personal trauma healing and nervous system regulation, or for your business and yourself as an entrepreneur and healing practitioner. Book a free intro call now to see if we're a good fit to deepen into this beautiful work of nervous system regulation and trauma healing together. The link is in the show notes. Have a beautiful rest of your day.